There's a guy ringside watching this fight tonight who comes to attack. Triple G. I invited him to come to the ring. You invited him to the ring? Why? Yo le invité a que subiera. Hay, como decimos en México, hay que dejarnos de mamadas. No hay que... Los, los cinturones aquí se hacen a un lado. Hay que pelear por honor y por gloria nada más. I invited him to the ring. And like we say in Mexico, we don't fuck around. We don't, we don't, fight, we don't fight for rings and stuff like that. I don't fear anyone. En este deporte no se viene a jugar y no le tengo miedo a nadie. We don't come to play in this sport. I don't fear no one in this sport. Does that mean that you will fight Triple G later this year? Como lo dije en la pelea pasada, ahorita mismo me vuelvo a poner los guantes. As I said in the last fight, right now I'll put on the gloves again. Hello, boxing fans. This is episode 24 of the Pink Jumpsuit Boxing Podcast. My name is Ted Tate. Alongside me, as always, is Tom, Magnesium Zangief, half a chuck, and across from me, Carter, Arabian Sun Goggles, Perrier. Gentlemen. I really like those. Yeah. The Arabian Sun Goggles sounds like something that I could urban dictionary and come up with a dirty result. It actually is. Oh. It's, it's if someone passes out at a party and you put your testicles in their eye sockets. <laughs> oh, we're off to a great start this week. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I wrote that down and I was like, this will be a good one. And then as I was saying it, it snapped into my head where I remembered this from. And that's, yeah, I, at least I didn't call you a reoccurring name. That's true. I was upset about that last week. How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, it's been a good week. Some good boxing fights happened. And Tom drove down to see us again, so here we are. How you doing? Yeah. Hello, Tom. Hello. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that I had a close friend turn into an enemy on me over the weekend. And his name is Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I went out Friday and had some drinks, and then after that, woke up hungover. So my girlfriend and I decided to spend $30 worth on a 10-piece bucket of chicken, Mm. uh, a wrap each, and a popcorn chicken each. And I feel like the hangover has actually gotten progressively worse over the day that I didn't drink because of the KFC. KFC is a poor choice all the time, and I'm going to say that having it hung over was an extra bad. You've, you've added bad on bad. I'm going to disagree because when I have KFC, I have instant joy. Like, it, <laughs> the second that I smell it to the time it touches my taste buds, I'm on cloud nine, buddy. I'll Ser- admit Serotonin's just yeah. <laughs> Like, ooh, baby! The skin, I will admit, is irreplaceable. There's no, There's nothing quite like a good crisp kentucky skin the punishing after effects are oh just they're great it's like chernobyl in my stomach right now (laughs) anyhow canelo con maybe yeah we could start with that do you want to start with that or do you want to start with the the scoop it's been a while since we've done a scoop so why don't we do that all right it's kind of scoop of the week. Hot off the press. It's hot. It's burning. It's scalding hot. Tyson Fury has gone on another tirade against all sorts of individuals. Um, 
I don't even know where to start, so I'm just going to read some snippets for you here. <laughs> Imagine the scene. Let me set the scene up for you. Uh, Tyson Fury is lounging, what appears to be a couch futon, and just rambling. So, what's normal? I'll just get myself changed into a woman. That's normal, isn't it? I'll call myself Tysina or something like that. Put a wig on. I don't think it's normal. I think they're freaks of nature. And his opinion on Jews... <laughs> Everyone can just do, oh, everyone just do what you can. Listen to the government, follow everyone like sheep, be brainwashed by all the Zionist Jewish people who own all the banks and papers and TV stations. Let them brainwash you. And his views on bestiality. (laughs) I think it will be perfectly normal in the next 10 years to have sexual relationships with your animals at home. You know, your pets, your cats and dogs, and all that will be legal. You're already allowed to marry your animals and stuff, so it's going to happen. Whatever you can think of that's bad will be made legal, because that's what the devil wants. So he was on a roll. Oh, a huge roll. Doesn't he have a PR worker for him? Like, No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think it's just his family. I think he should get one. Yeah, I think that would probably be the smartest thing that he could do. He's so... Because sometimes he comes off actually really... I don't want to say like really well, but he's really funny sometimes. Yeah. Um, he knows so how, how he's to just mentally, himself. He's mentally unstable. He just needs to stop doing these anti-human rants. Got a real, real good one right here. You've got men sexing men, then going home and sexing the girlfriend. The girlfriend leaves him, then goes to somebody else. Somebody else's sex in her because she's obviously going to have a hundred partners minimum. That's the right thing to do. So all along, she's spreading these diseases day in and day out. <laughs> <laughs> they are taking their overnight bags because they are knowing they are going to pull somebody and get at it that night. Filth, pure filth. <laughs> He's like a bigger, taller. Pacquiao that is just more vocal about what he truly believes. Yeah, where do you, there's nothing really to say about that. You just have it is what it is. He's the heavyweight champ of the world too. Like he's the legit heavyweight champ of the world. Um, he keeps going off saying that he's going to retire. He keeps he's kind of like one of those guys that just keeps on talking for the sake of talking, just because he people will hear yes. people if they just tuned him out. Like you tune out a five year old that's trying to annoy the shit out of you. Like he uh, would go away. Yeah, like <laughs> treat him like a child. But I, I don't know. Treat him like Adrian Broner. Don't yeah. <laughs> take anything he says seriously, and you're good. But unfortunately, maybe he has this like weird Muhammad Ali complex where he thinks because he's the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, people have to listen to what he says. Um, whereas Muhammad Ali was making legitimate points about like inequality yeah. in society and like the military complex, and like you know, he was a well-spoken individual but Tom, back in the day. The Jews, the Jews—they <laughs> run everything. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where to go from here. Was we just need yeah. to segue to a completely different topic? What I was gonna say though, when you started reading the quotes, was uh, I'm just gonna cut out the beginning part of this where you're explaining, <laughs> and it's just the podcast is just gonna go straight into Carter reading Tyson Fury quotes. <laughs> Welcome to the Pink Chopsy Boxing Podcast. And bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be that much weirder than what we normally do, so. 
Um, well, I guess we can uh, skip talking any more about Tyson Fury and take our own advice and ignore him for the time being. But then uh, some fights happened last weekend. There was a pretty big one, actually, in between uh, Saul Alvarez and Amir King Khan. Fight went pretty much as planned. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, yeah, as everyone <laughs> expected. That was a swish for yeah. the big jumpsuit boxing <laughs> plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that, Tom, you called it perfectly. I was pretty accurate. I think you said yeah. around 6KO, which was what happened, so... I've been pretty happy. My last couple picks have been, like, bang on. Yeah, that's that's a good track record for sure. Care uh, for me to derail you on that with a bet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever we yeah, bet Ted, true. it usually goes south. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, it went not only the way Pink Jumpsuit thought it would, but I think that went the way that every individual that watches boxing at all thought it would. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't understand HBO's scoring in that at all, though, because they had Canelo up... I think... They had him up significantly. Um, I think this uh, is the more interesting story to talk about, is people's scoring of this fight. It was horrid. I would love to know what you guys scored it, because I... I'm probably I, in the minority. I had it 3-2 for Canelo. And I, really? I I watched it on Box Nation, and they were hard Amir Khan. And I was looking mm. at the fight, uh, trying to do so with objective eyes, and uh, I looked at Canelo's bodywork. Yeah. Tried to ignore, um, well, not ignore, but not put emphasis on Khan's flashy combinations yeah. that were either landing pity-pat shots or missing when you saw the replay. Um Canelo landed bigger shots. I thought he dictated the pace for the most part. It just Khan looked flashier. Yeah. That was my argument. But and but, if you look at the punch, CompuBox backs that up. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And like we knew that Khan would be doing that going into it. It's just I thought that I was actually shocked that Khan wasn't dictating or that uh, Canelo wasn't dictating the pace. It was definitely like Khan was backing him up at times, which he had a Khan had a good job. Yeah, he, he did. A really good job. And, good job. I, I had it 3-2 con. I wasn't... Uh, I, I definitely agree I with the, the body shots I, and everything. I think the third round was the swing round where you yeah. could give it to either guy. I think Con took the first two and I had Canelo taking the last three. Yeah, and uh, once we were talking about it as the fight was going mm-hmm. on, we were like, uh, once Canelo starts asserting proper body shots here it, the fights get it he's gonna lose apart. his speed yeah. Yeah. and you're gonna see it derail for con and it did um what was more significant i thought than the ko itself was the marks all over con's body like he was Those bruised up huge shots. <laughs> like, you could see too like con's uh his output went way down yeah uh, when Canelo started landing those shots, I think it was the fourth and the fifth. You just saw his punches. I mean, his punches dropped by 15, 20 shots around. Yeah. Um, it was really, it was really cool early. to watch though. Um, like from a boxing standpoint, that is pretty much exactly how you want your fighter to fight from a corner. Cause I mean, like Ted's Ted was saying, we we're calling it here and though, you got to start landing those body shots. If you start, getting those production's going to fall and like clockwork that's exactly what happened so you know that the corners are saying that you got to go you got to slow him down you got to you got to start dictating the pace of this and as soon as that happened i i had it scored the same way 3-2 but I, right after that third round when those body shots started landing it was just like right off a cliff for con you knew it was it was over yeah, break at that down point. the body and the head will fall like, yeah. i believe in the fourth round to our Canelo landed a monster mm. left hook to Khan's jaw, and uh, I was shocked that he stood up for that. I was I was impressed. <laughs> I was like, "Woo!" 
Khan's one of those guys uh, that he has been plagued with a chin. Uh, he's the only one on Earth that doesn't want to admit that he's got a bad chin. And uh, he's the only guy that I've ever seen fight that just refuses to hold. Like, he he'll, he would rather go out on his sword and shield swinging his punches, which usually ends up in him getting knocked out cold. But uh, <laughs> he, he won't hold. It takes me back to the Maidana fight when uh, Maidana yeah. cracked him in, like, the 11th round or something, and Lampley's getting his vocal boner on going, Will he hold? Will he hold? He will not! <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> He uh, he just he wants to prove to boxing fans like uh yeah maybe I get hit but I'm not going to I'm not going to do the coward's way out and just try shelling up and try holding and smothering. He is an action fighter. I just kind of wish he would be more Freddy Roach action packed than Virgil but yeah I don't, he's yeah, it's well. It's funny. the The, the knockout shot kind of came out of nowhere, so it's not that like he dropped. was in deep waters when that yeah. was happening. He ain't getting up, GM. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have dropped anyone, as far as I'm concerned. His yeah, his arms and his hands were in a very odd position when that shot landed. I'm say, he always falls so he, weird, though. He like, no, no, no. Like when he got hit. Oh, he yeah. completely bit on Canelo's little, like, <laughs> tiny little feint, and he kind of threw this weird-esque, like, drunken master two-handed yeah. punch. Um, he didn't really throw it, just more or less threw his arms up, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you knew he was... He, he, I, I don't think he saw the punch coming until it, you know, was on his face, but yeah. uh, the reason I think he didn't go down from the left in the fourth was because he saw the left hand yeah. hit him. Like, he saw it coming. It was a monster shot. He dropped very sim- like very close to how he dropped when uh, he fought Danny Garcia. And he got off timing with one of his shots and clipped at the wrong time and did his little con floating to the ground yeah. dance. Yeah, He got rocked. He got rocked. <laughs> now he wants Kodo. And before we get on that, though, I, I want to say one thing that I really, really liked. I mean, Khan, since this, has gone on to Twitter and said stupid things again and gone back into my books Classic. of what the fuck are you doing? But um, <laughs> he went in after Canelo did his uh, wrestling promo against Triple G and everything, uh, which HBO did not translate correctly at all. They said that uh, he, he was like, uh, I don't fuck around or something like that. When really, Mexico, yeah, yeah he, he told HBO to, he's like, let's put blowjobs aside or something when referring to them talking about Triple G all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, I mean, that's pretty true. They're, they got their guy. They want to hype Triple G. Obviously, do. De La Hoya does enough hyping of Canelo, and we hear it all the time that he's the next big star, which I'm not sure about that still, but he's the next big pay-per-view star. No, he's not, because that pay-per-view bombed. Tanked tanked but um yeah. con going on Live afterwards was really good but the pay-per-view tanked it was like what 500 400 000? uh i don't know last Whoa. i saw they didn't release the numbers hbo wouldn't release them they were saying the promoters have to release the numbers because yeah. they didn't want to look bad yeah i think i think it was someone on uh twitter who was going off about it was around the four to five hundred thousand not good damn not, not that good blows. yeah so okay now I retract con goes on afterwards and uh him and his trainer saying, you know, I did my part. I went up and wait. I went and took the risky fight. Now it's your turn to go off and take the fight against Triple G. I don't know if boxing is purposely trying to be like WWE in some of these <laughs> post-fight <laughs> interviews, but 
I'm starting to see a trend with a lot of these. Like, it all started, I think, around the Tyson Fury jumping into the ring with Deontay Wilder. And then you had Adrian Bronner calling out Mayweather. Now you got Khan trying to dictate who who <laughs> fights who. Uh, and he's not wrong. He definitely isn't wrong. But I mean, he isn't wrong. But I don't like the way he went about it. Unfortunately, like yeah. he just got <laughs> smashed. And then he calls out the guy who won. Yeah. Like, oh, you fight Triple G. Don't be a <laughs> pussy. Like, I came up and took this fight. The reason Amir Khan came up and took that fight is because he made by far the largest payday of his career. There was no expectations on him to win it's the fight. It was a no-loss fight. It was a yeah. no-loss yeah. fight. He's still a legitimate welterweight. He has a reason for losing that fight. He can still go fight Kell Brook and make another three million pound. He... I don't think he, he lost will fight nothing Brook, for this fight. Yeah, there was no risk involved for him taking that. Yeah. So I, while I appreciate the sentiment, yeah, it like he kind of looks like a a bitch doing that, like <laughs> the wrong soapbox for yeah. sure. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. And and it just, I guess, my anger was amplified by how much love he was getting on Twitter based on that like uh, yeah, drunken, thank you drunken here. ted was pumped yeah i saw that like, <laughs> i was like oh ted's drinking the kool-aid <laughs> we all were yeah but yeah it felt good to you know be like oh yeah a guy went out on his shield but uh you know when you look at it from a bird's eye view it's he really was in a, a no-lose it was situation. <laughs> yeah yeah, um, I think there is a lot of opportunity for him next. I don't think Kel Brook's going to be his next fight. I could actually see him milking this HBO train trying to get a fight with Cotto, which I keep hearing of. But I also hear that Cotto wants to fight Marquez, which, I mean... Better, both better fight for Cotto. And both of those fights, I mean, if this fight doesn't do good on pay-per-view, I hate to say it, but if if he's fighting Cotto, or if he's fighting Brook, or if Cotto fights Marquez, those fights can't be pay-per-view. If this no. tanked, yeah. then no way. They they can't. See, I, well, I disagree. I think Cotto Marquez is pay per view. Cotto Khan is not. Cotto Khan is not. Uh, I could. I, feel I just like don't go, see the numbers being that. Gr- if you go Puerto Rico, Mexico again, yeah. I feel like you can make a pay per view that does half a million buys out of that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Mexico was supposed to be hooking up Canelo on this, and that that didn't really happen. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if they, like, they obviously buy in. They would definitely cheer for him over, say, Chavez Jr. or something. But it's kind of like, well, they love Triple G. If Does that does that make Triple G the, like, are they tied for A-side in the pay-per-view if... I think Canelo's probably still got Triple G based on the Lemieux numbers. Yeah. The Lemieux numbers are kind of, it should have been an HBO fight. Like, it shouldn't have been a pay-per-view fight. But... He was fighting a guy that, I mean, aside from hardcore boxing fans, no one really knows David Lemieux. And then, and that's speaking from a Canadian. Like, we don't really, no one in Canada, aside from outside of Montreal, knows who the hell David Lemieux is, yeah. period. And then he fought in the main event, which, I, like I said, it shouldn't have been pay-per-view, but it still, it did what, like 100K or 175? Yeah. So, I mean, that's not... That far off of 400,000 buys, when you think about how they were estimating this fight names. to be, like, yeah. 1.3 million? Like, eh. it's. I think nationality comes big into that, though. You have a Kazakh fighter versus a Canadian. So, yeah, obviously, like, hey, you know, there's probably a few Canadians buying the pay-per-view, but we're probably bigger fans of Triple G than we are David Lemieux. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, you went to the fight. Did you bring a Canadian flag with I you? I did. You did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
But we forgot it at the place that we but were you at. Were all, and you were also wearing a Triple G hat. This, hey, this is true. <laughs> and a t-shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was cheering for Triple G the whole time because I enjoy seeing someone who might be special. David Lemieux, in my opinion, is not special. David Lemieux is a poor man's white Mike Tyson who goes in and he goes all or nothing. And for like five, six rounds, you're just going to see bombs be thrown. But after the sixth round, there's a gamble that he might lose that fight on points or get knocked out. It's yeah. exciting. Like, I can't fault the guy. He puts on an exciting show. Oh, it's entertaining awesome. to watch. But yeah, you're right. He's just. He's limited. He's not yeah. special. Yeah. He's a good fighter. He will have his fights that he gets. I think he put on a decent show. And I think he'll be getting more decent fights. But He lost to Rubio by TKO. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. think he's going to get decent fights. Yeah, I guess all you have to do is look at the losses on his record. Yeah. And you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> not good. Yeah. Um, but he's I, just nothing special. He's nothing to write home about. The he's thing is, though, it, like, there's there's yeah. the huge rumor that if and what, well, Shane Mosley's already claiming on Twitter that he's got the inside scoop and Triple uh, G yes. versus Canelo is on September 17th. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, I'm not even going to touch on that. If what Shane says is true, I keep hearing that it's going to be David Lemieux versus Curtis Stevens in the undercard. And that's a good fight. That's, that's an awesome fight. That's two like smallish middleweights that yeah. throw bombs. Yeah. Someone's going down before three. Yeah. Like that's fun to watch. Even if you're not the best, most technical fighter, that is still an entertaining fight to watch. And I think one of the main things that we do this podcast for is to educate people on what fights will be fun to watch. Not everyone is going to find a Mayweather fight entertaining. No one is going to find a Rigondeau fight entertaining. But a David <laughs> Except Lemieux for that fight, one guy on our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> Aside from like... <laughs> Mr. Mustache Wax. <laughs> I, I just... David Lemieux is always entertaining. I think for casual fans and I think how PBC should market themselves is... You got to start telling these boxers, straight boxers, you're on television, you're on national television. If you want to build a fan base, if you want to get bigger paydays, you know, make yourself more entertaining. A guy like David Lemieux doesn't need to be told that. He just is going to bring it every single time, and he's going to build a fan base, and he's fun to watch. Same with Curtis Stevens. Uh, and you know, they're making money because of it. Yeah. Too. Like, David Lemieux was the co feature on that card, and I think he made a quarter of a million bucks. Like, that's. That's a damn Nothing good to deal. sneeze at. Yeah. Like, that's a great payday. And they get, you know, they have sponsors on their trunks yeah. and everything. Plus, David Lemieux is a good-looking dude, so... Oh, yeah. Okay, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, actually, I think we were commenting on his hair being cut. Um, I think there was a, a it little... It was shorter. Yeah, there, we were a little disappointed. We didn't see the, the Lemieux hawk that... Uh, he usually, you know, he, he also didn't get hit at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should go as one of the misfits for Halloween. <laughs> that would work. I would. Just spike With it down in the hair, front. The yeah. Huge lock. So, yeah, I guess if uh, if that fight happens, and I hope it does happen in September, I am super pumped. Um, I've already started hearing that Canelo wants a rematch with Cotto, though, and, yeah. <laughs> like, some no. Of, yeah, some of the rumors flying out about Canelo are borderline disturbing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that fight, though. If I'm Canelo, I, I'm not sure I want to make that fight happen. I would... I'm gonna I, say right now, Triple G kicks the shit out of that version of Canelo. Like, I don't think they're the same league, and I think as Canelo, I know that, and I will vacate that title if... if think so? 
if I, I'm forced to fight him, nope. If that fight happens, what do you see? How do you see it going? I think Triple G is better in every measurable aspect of the sport. I don't think Canelo has any chance of winning points, KO. I just don't know if the possibility is there. So yeah, I think a big thing you have to ask, too, is how much has he grown since getting schooled by Mayweather? And I don't think he's gotten that much better. I think he's... I, I don't. I want to say a lot better, but I think he's he learned some stuff from that fight. But I, it's not enough. I think that he could give Mayweather more troubles now if they rematched. But I don't think that if you add power, like Triple G esque power behind a reasonably comparable level of boxing talent, that he could deal with both of those. I think he could deal with a Mayweather style fighter if he was fighting someone with Mayweather level power. But when you like I said, well, a lot of people think two, he lost against Lara too. Yeah, I was gonna say if he rematched Lara, it's I would see it going kind of the same. I, way. I think it was bad judging that got like I mean, if you go off in generalship, then sure. then you know Canelo wins because he was pressuring and trying to make the fight and everything like that. But effective shots and everything, he didn't. It, Lara outboxed him. Yeah, but he's Lara's boring. As all hell, he's another he one in that... He fits into that category. Yeah, and I don't get up for his fights. And, you know, there's sometimes... As a boxing fan, this is really fucked up to say, but sometimes when a bad decision goes to a guy who's obviously going to be better for the sport, it's not the worst thing on earth to happen. And a guy like Lara beating Canelo, he's not going to bring in any new, like, viewers. He's... Lara's fan base... Lara follows us on Twitter. Like... Yeah, <laughs> Lara's <laughs> Lara's a guy you could say it's a poor man's Floyd Mayweather with no personality. Yeah. So that's horrible for the sport. Yeah. Um You do have saying, to bring something to the table yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Saying that though, I am looking forward to the fight with him, Matarosian. Like that Oh yeah. Uh, that's a, a sweet though. PBC is putting on a really good card coming up here. Because we got Trout and Charlo as well. Yep. And a lot of people are writing Trout off this, and uh, I don't I mean, know why. No, he's a good boxer, and he's Charlo's yeah, we'll not the, the best. Show. Yeah, because I mean, Charlo is not the. They're they're good. They're it's another case where I see these guys, and I'm like, they're good, but I don't think that they're special. This one is Jermel, right? This one's Jamal, Jamal. power puncher. Jermel's fighting uh, John Jackson. Why name your kids so damn similar? Freakonomics has a whole chapter on that, Carter. One guy named his son, or one woman named both her sons Orangelo and Garangelo. <laughs> Why is this in Freakonomics? I don't know. It just was. Did they have sex with goats? Did they get they water don't. poisoning from Newfoundland? <laughs> I'm completely lost right now. All the random things that Ted says that are... Uh, unverifiable. I, I provided the link to both of those afterwards. <laughs> and you know that. You did. Yeah. Not sure they're the most trustworthy sources, but... Source is a source. So a question I'm going to ask. <laughs> if... I'm going to try and get us a little bit back on track. Um, If Canelo ducks, which there's a pretty good chance of that happening, where does Triple G go? Does he move up? Stay the he same? Where, where does he go? He's not moving. He he's, has to. No, he's not. I don't, he I don't think he up. is. No, he said from the beginning, ah, Carter. If he Canelo said, vacates, I feel like he'll just try and collect all the straps. They'll move over. He'll fight Danny Jacobs after Jacobs KOs yeah. Andy Lee. Is Lee and Jacobs fighting? That was the rumor. That's going to be awesome. I, I could see Lee rising in this, too. 
<laughs> well, you we don't need there? to talk yeah. about this yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, but just keep it on your radar. It'll be an awesome fight. Oh when yeah, it happens. big time. Yeah, I, I think if uh, you know if Triple G gets the winner of that, because I'm definitely not going to say that Jacobs is going to win because I have faith in Handy Andy. I think that's a decent fight. Uh, you can't discredit him for that fight. He's not a bum. Um, Jacobs is a really good champ. He, I mean, he knocked out Kid Chocolate in one round. Who was Kid Chocolate would never have fought Triple G. I guess that's good. But I, I'm going to stick to my guns on this and say that if he wants to stay in that division and rule that division, there is no need for him to go up. I mean, the Andre Ward fight is not going to happen. He will never fight Triple G. That is... Never. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that's a fight to be made. I no, think you have a closer shot of having Kovalev versus Triple G, and that fight is never going to happen. I think Ward moving up to fight Kovi is the best play, because I feel like yeah. Kovalev's uh, an easier opponent, although the bigger man, an easier opponent for Andre Ward. I think you're going to be shocked at how good War- or, uh, Kovalev does against Ward. You think so? Yeah. I don't small, know. Small, light, heavyweight, uh you know, Ward's a pretty good size for 168. I honestly think Andre Ward probably takes a pretty easy decision in that fight. I, I see it either super easy UD or... Or you just get smashed. Smash up, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm very high on Kovalev's boxing skills. I think he's a super smart boxer, and I think he's got a really good trainer that understands how to bring out the absolute most in Kovalev. I mean, I think he plods I, around in the ring. I, yeah, I, I don't want to write off feet. Kovalev. He's got sledgehammers, but... Ah, man, Andre Ward's just giving me no reason to think he's his skills have been downgraded in the last few years. I think this is more wishful thinking out of me because I I just don't find Ward to be that entertaining. And not many people do. We've talked about this, yeah. He's not for everyone. He's a good... I wouldn't put him in my snoozer uh, category, but he's definitely... He's close. Yeah, he's pretty close. He's so damn good, though. He's very slick. But I'd like to get back onto this Triple G thing. I don't think he sh- has to move anywhere, but I think that by staying and beating on middleweights that you were just eons better than, you go from a guy that could be in greatest of all time discussions, not necessarily at the top, top five, top ten, to that's if you move up, you can be in that category. If not, you're just... That really talented dude that beat on guys half as good Marvin all the time. Hagler. You can make a really good career out of that, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Think if he Look. keeps doing that, it takes say Triple G takes three fights a year. I know he's on kind of a two-year pace. But say he takes three fights a year until he's 38, 39 years old, and then he hangs it up. He's going over 50 and 0. Yeah, definitely. And also, I mean, I brought this up last time. Like, Monzone, Hagler, Frotch... Calzaghe only went up once to fight Bernard Hopkins. There's, I don't think that there's anything wrong with hanging around a division if you are comfortable in that division. If, if you can make weight, if you can maximize the, uh, the most out of your skill set, what's wrong with being the champ? What's wrong with reigning? Yeah, I think it's a tactic from like promoters and fans. I don't fans. think there's anything wrong with it. I just think you, you hinder your own legacy. It just seems like such a weight... Because I think he could legitimately go... I think there's guys in light heavyweight that he can wail on just the same as middleweight. And even if the guys at light heavy... Or, sorry, not light heavy, super middle. If he can roast those guys, even if they're half as talented as the guys that he was beating at middleweight, you've moved up and it just... There's something about that. 
Why take the risk when you could be considered upon retirement if you retire undefeated and he reigned in the middleweight landscape for 10 years? Yeah. Because I think he already had. To I, me, he just has that. considered one of the best ever. I, I think like, this is kind of the, the same thing that when Mayweather... Now, Mayweather went up in weights to do it. Uh, but when Mayweather was at like 140 and everything, people are saying like, you gotta, you gotta go up, you gotta fight. And he fought De La Hoya at, uh, wasn't 154? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he did that and everything and that's cool. But I think that was a lot of the public, the haters for Mayweather just wanted to see him keep pushing until he got knocked out. Until he got a loss. And I think a lot of people are doing that with Triple G where it's like, well, he shouldn't be at that weight. He should be at the, the weight that I dictate at. I mean, like if you want him in the 170s, that's going up two divisions just to try and make a fight with the guy who's the reigning king of that division? Like, I don't think he needs to go up two. If he's at 168... Yeah, so like, who does he fight at 168? If Ward's Ward's going up to 175, who's at 168? That's a good fight for him. I don't think he has to fight even a good fight. Just move up, silence the haters like me, and then fight wherever you want in between the two. Yeah, but this isn't a Pacquiao thing where Pacquiao had to move up to get... The, like, there there wasn't even, there's still names in Triple G's division. Like, there's still Andy Lee, there's still Danny Jacobs, there's, there's, there's obviously names, going sure. to, but when Pacquiao was moving up, like, he had to jump up and fight David Diaz to get into 140. Like, that's, I mean, th- there was just no one else after he beat Barrera and Morales uh, and, and Marquez. Uh, he was forced to go up because he just, there was never going to be a big fight. Those were good fights, point. though. But Triple G has the opportunity where he can still get decent fights at that. Uh, I, I think and, he can get he's decent probably names. making the same money with those names than he would with the guys at 168, not Andre Ward. And I you know, that's true. Badu Jack and Lucian yeah. Butte and like guy, guys that he would crush. Yeah. He would smash all those guys. But the payday is no better than if he was fighting. It's probably less than if he was fighting a Danny Jacobs or an Andy Lee or. Yeah, I, I just I, I agree with Tom. Um. I mean, PBC owns the 168. He, he's there's not a there's not a significant fight in 168 that I think adds anything for his legacy. And I think the only fight that would is if he went up to 175 and he fought an Andre Ward. And at that point, I think that that's kind of it's getting borderline ridiculous. It is to, getting ridiculous for sure. But I I would make the same argument that there's no good names for him to fight at one like unless you can get canelo my question would be what's your thoughts on canelo if he can't get the triple g fight do you think he has to go up to 168 i i know because i don't think he's that talented this is just coming from like a pure optics view it's like i'm fine with canelo taking whatever fights he wants because i think if you're a boxing fan you can look at him and go you're not that good so whatever you want to you can be remembered as a cool mexican payday for a little bit, you had some good fights. You beat some good names. You fought decent fighters, but you're—you'll never be great. Whereas if you look at Triple G, his resume is not—it's not very good. Mm-hmm. But the you thing can, is, he's still beating the mandatories. He's still these guys he's that people call them. But that's why these people that they call them bums. If they beat Triple G. He's the bum, and this is the next big thing. Like, that's, I mean, you, you gotta look at... Uh, it's a big deal, why it's sure. a worthwhile fight taking for these guys. Exactly. And it's like, I, I just find it, I think a lot of people are, they, they're hindered by, they don't like the hype surrounding Triple G, and I feel it's a, a Mayweather 
scenario where they're like, well, if he doesn't get it, get injured or put down in a fight or something like that, then the other guy was a complete schlub. I if if Triple G versus Canelo doesn't happen, and I'm going to troll a bit here, but I'm I'm you know being this is a trope. I'm being yeah. kind of serious. Yeah. I want to see. Uh, Triple G versus Adonis Stevenson at 168, like I mentioned last podcast. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Because that would be Adonis Stevenson's comeuppance that would put him into retirement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would get buried in that fight. Yeah. And then uh, here's for Canelo. I want to see Timbo move up to 155 and then beat Canelo. That'd be awesome. And then he'd get his shake. <laughs> he'd still get booed yeah. that is the best timeline right there in my opinion i think that would be amazing if both see i really like happened. the stevenson fight because you give yourself a bigger dude he's got a name and you there's no question in my mind that triple g wins that fight yeah but adonis easily. won't take that fight there's no way in hell that he no he adonis is he, i think the, the reason i make that adonis might take that fight is he knows he's he's one fight away from retirement yeah. he, he needs a big name oh he's been he's been backed into a corner yeah like there's no way around it uh Koblet's no one's not even, available anymore yeah so. and no one's paying to see his fights like he can't sell out the pepsi center in quebec uh if you can't do that and like people in the east in in quebec they love their boxing. They're big homers, and they for sure. love supporting their hometown, their hometown fighters. And this guy, he can't know, make man. it happen. He's a very tough guy to get behind, yeah. based on his past. Oh, we don't like him. No, Ted, <laughs> tell us how you feel about him. Yeah. <laughs> I personally think that uh, I, I can almost guarantee that if Canelo doesn't get the Pacquiao fight, which he keeps hinting at. Uh, I could see so him dumb. doing a David Lemieux fight on HBO or something. I I don't think he wants the Triple G fight. It would be very opportunistic if a like a guy, uh, a Kell Brook, for instance, would step into some void at one fifty four or at Canelo <laughs> weight to fight. Canelo weight. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I want I know I want Kell Brook to stay at uh, one forty seven. They're like, in negotiations with Jesse Vargas right now. Ugh. Awesome. God Jesse Vargas. It, hey, it, no, it takes away from Timbo versus Vargas too, which is nice. That's true. So my boy Tim can move up and fight Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a really dope fight. I pay. For, I, I, I would pay for that. So would I. I probably would not, but I would stream it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very soft spot for Timothy Bradley. Oh, who doesn't? If you have a, if you have a conscience, and you see how badly this guy's been shredded. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really want to see Kell Brook matched up against Earl Spence. Don't think that fighting these schlubs in England is doing too much for his career right now. And I think that if they wanted to... I mean, technically, he's the guy that gave Sean Porter his first loss. Earl Spence's next fight's pretty much locked up, though. He's fighting Konstantin Panamarev. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, we, we love action fights on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, I think action fights are exactly what gets people into boxing. Berto versus Ortiz 2 happened, which is kind of a rematch that no one was really asking for. But when it was announced, <laughs> it was like, oh, all right, cool. Like, that's, that's going down. And um, before we touch on that, the undercard of this was shockingly good. <laughs> <laughs> There was uh, Thomas Williams Jr. He became the mandatory for Ward after an incredibly good slugfest against uh, Edwin Labamba Rodriguez. I wicked would, name. I would seriously, strongly, strongly recommend you watch this because there's some shots that these guys land that, I mean, I can't, I can't understand how a human being could get up from some of these. 
But uh, it, it was pretty phenomenal. One thing that was a little weird, and Carter's going to read this out, is uh, the rankings... 75. 175, sorry, yeah, yeah. for 175, uh, how low Andre Ward is. So, starting from number one down, we have Kovalev, Stevenson, Hopkins at number three, Eledier Alvarez at number four, and Andre Ward at number five. Now, what I'd like to contrast this against is Andre Ward is number four in pound for pound. (laughs) So how do you rank number five at light heavyweight below dudes like... Probably because his only fight is against Sullivan Barrera. Good win. Was that at 175? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because then they were... But undefeated undefeated Cuban Mm -hmm. that he made look silly. That's hard to do. But then he's number four pound for pound. But number I could five, I like, see based I, yeah, on body I of work. Like, I, I mean, could see it yeah. in that division, but the pound for pound, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Logically, it makes no sense, but I see what they're doing. Yeah, this I is guess. boxing, and uh, if you don't understand all the belts and everything, you'll have a way harder time understanding the rankings in this sport. Because if you thought the belts alone were messed up, the ranking systems and everyone's is so different. It's uh, it's like a second language that you need to learn that doesn't ever really no one speaks it fluently yeah it's odd to have him that low when there's not exactly a glut of talent at 175 when you have fawn farah probably <laughs> in the top five not a strong division <laughs> yeah. not saying i like i like eight. watching fawn farah fight by yeah the way. same well how could you not he yeah. dropped the burger king <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, watch that fight. It, I would be very intrigued to see if Andre Ward accepts this fight as a tune-up before Kovalev, because Kovalev's taking that fight against... It's, oh, Chalemba. Chalemba, yeah, 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 yeah. There's zero chance that Kovalev loses that fight. Uh, Ward's opponent, if he were to take Thomas Williams Jr., seems a hell of a lot more risky, because this guy was throwing for the fences. Throwing bombs. S- swinging for the fences. The thing with Ward is, I don't know if his chin is particularly good either. Well, he's so slick, he hasn't really been tagged that much, and he's been up against guys like Mikael Kessler, Frotch, like, dude's slick. He is super slick, but I, if you get caught, which I I think has happened maybe a few times, I did an article a while back on a potential uh, Triple G Ward fight and what that would look like. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But... It is what it is. Yeah. I, you I, never know. I, me and Tom read it, and it was a really good article. Fantastic. Well written. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a year ago. Yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, it was when the site almost first went up, right? Yeah. Um, anyhow, so there was a main event in that fight, which uh, <laughs> ended up in one man being peppered with garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By his own countrymen. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> hey, Victor! <laughs> Uh, poor Victor. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. No, fuck Victor Ortiz. You know, I, I... He's kind of a... He's a piece of garbage himself. Yeah, and, I mean, he's been on record, word verbatim, saying, I'm a tree bro, nothing bothers me. Well, maybe he was a little angry that garbage was being thrown at him, because the tree looked shook. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly looked bothered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, entertaining fight, though, I, hey? Yep. Very certainly enjoyed it. Ortiz should retire. I yeah, that was we said it before. Ortiz should have been should an have have retired. <laughs> yeah. And Berto thinks he's resurging and he's he's back on the game. 
Berto will get himself another solid payday out of that. Put him against Guerrero again. Just have Guerrero smother him and turn him into a UFO at the end. I'd like to see the winner of Keith and Sean bludgeon Andre Berto once they finish that. Just mop him up. That will retire him. He'll get a good payday out of it. End of story. Yeah. yeah. I'm just <laughs> you, so You don't look by, like yeah. you like that. But. <laughs> Berto has hurt me before. And yeah. I, I'm just hesitant to cut, ever want to support deep. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We, we gave you our money, Andre, in hopes that you would make at least one round entertaining. And you couldn't even do that. You couldn't even give me one lousy round, Mo. You will always be a loser. Now take a check for $100,000 and get out of my sight. Man, that was probably the worst performance I've ever seen out of any boxer for at least Arturo Gotti tried. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He, oh, just Floyd completely Gunny, dejected, <laughs> going back to the corner after every round. Uh, just like, oh. uh, Arturo, I'm going to stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, goodness. I, that was, if you want to see Floyd Mayweather at what I would consider his, probably his prime, he yeah. destroyed Arturo Gotti. There's two fights and Chico Corrales. Yeah, that's, that's career defining fight, I think, too. Yeah. Oh man, when he punched Corrales so hard and then he started doing the like little knee dance his, onto the ground. His defense against Diego Corrales is otherworldly. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But back on track, so fight started, Berto gets dropped and I think the second round by Ortiz off of a straight right hand. He looked really frustrated because it didn't really, it wasn't the strongest of punches. But that just goes to show you where his jaw is at. Ortiz looked okay. He was actually boxing for most of the fight. And then Ortiz Ortized it and just got bludgeoned. <laughs> Ortiz Ortized it. And you he, heard it here first. He got smoked. And uh, Ortiz, in typical Ortiz fashion, uh, he got dropped again. Uh, it was Yes, it was a hard shot. I still think that he probably could have fought on. But in Ortiz fashion, he quit, uh, which has been the uh, the story of Ortiz's whole career. Uh, there's not too much more in that aside from Ortiz got rocked, he quit, Berto won, didn't look that great. Both guys should probably wrap it up. Tom, I I see what you're saying with Berto being the the gatekeeper, I guess, for that, but I would much rather see Thurman and Porter winner fight Danny Garcia because uh, I don't think anything needs to stand in the way of that. Aside that would from, actually, yeah, oh, I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> That's much you better. You take it back. Much better idea. <laughs> And, I mean, I keep hearing rumors that a lot of investors are getting pissed off with PBC. Uh, well, I would getting, imagine they're, so. They're yeah. getting sued. And uh, I just see PBC, they're, they're walking on thin ice. Like, they have to start putting out better fights. <laughs> what, what could you do? I picture Al Heyman's email being like uh, Christian Bale's in the big short where everyone's like, where the fuck's my yeah. money? <laughs> <laughs> You know what, it probably is, because I imagine there has been a lot of lost money. Al Heyman sitting in his office listening to Ride the Lightning. Yeah, so we can move on. Uh, next week in boxing is a whole whack of really interesting fights. Um, let's start with Wilder Povetkin and the gigantic shitstorm this has become very recently. Recently, you may have heard that uh, Povetkin has tested positive for a banned substance in boxing. Um, Meldonium? 
that would be the one. A few other uh, Russian athletes have also tested positive for this in the past few months. Um, It's only recently been banned, so part of the outcry was that from its ban period, which was January 1st. January 1st, yeah. Um, that it wouldn't be adequate time to have left a system if you were taking it prior to it being banned. Um, that was the case with a few athletes, um, mainly Maria Sharapova. She, um, that was her excuse, and it turned out to be valid. However, Povetkin had been tested three times prior to this and come up clean, and the fourth one popped. So it's pretty clear that he is very recently started taking this. Um, I don't know if it is though. I think it's just fishy. Yeah, this the sketchy thing is he may have just been like Sharapova was taking it for a long time. No one was able to catch her. It's it's fishy. It's weird because it's like how is it that you're passing these drug tests and then and now he's saying that uh, he stopped taking it like a year ago, but it takes forever to come out of your system. How do you stop? How do you pass these tests and then your most recent one isn't, but you claim you haven't taken it for a year? Like it, That's what I'm saying. Is it makes that zero means, sense. No, you've recently started it. Or he was never off it and they had some corrupt testing going on. Okay. This is some real tinfoil hat shit here. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's Russia. You've seen Rocky Four. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing that I did some reading on is... The, the drug is banned, but it's banned at, like, an Olympic level where if you take Tylenol, you could get yourself kicked out. Um, the performance-enhancing aspects of this are apparently very, very minimal. Yeah, it's under dispute right now. Yeah, as if not negligible. Well, so that's why the fight's not off. It's just postponed. Have they put a postponement date? Uh, I don't believe there's a date, so it was just recently postponed. We, uh, WBC, I believe, made the decision to postpone the fight, so it wasn't put, don't think Wilder's ducking the Mm -hmm. fight. I mean, there's not really any reason to blame Deontay Wilder for this. People still will find a way. They will, yeah, and (laughs) it's funny, too, because I thought Wilder would get exposed in this fight, and I I figured he'd end up either losing a wide decision based on corrupt judging or not, uh, or get knocked out, but, um... You know, he comes away from this looking actually pretty good. Uh, he's going into this fight clean. He was actually getting all his food and drink hermetically sealed before he went to <laughs> Russia. Because uh, they were wow. worried about him getting dosed with something while he was there. Well, so. Wasn't it in... It was in Russia when Klitschko got knocked out by Brewster, wasn't it? And he claimed that he he felt sleepy by, like, the seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> and Brewster came back with, like, like Brewster was getting his ass kicked and then just randomly shipped the whole table. He's like, I got one in me. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'd be more intrigued to say something was up in that if a guy like Panama Lewis was in the corner of him. <laughs> but... Now, one thing I'd like to bring up uh, that I've seen floating around is the discussion for postponing or allowing the fight. So as a sanctioning body, do you leave this up to a fighter that can say, I'm not concerned, I don't think it's enhancing his performance enough, or do you have to draw a line in the sand and say, this is banned, We cannot. this fight cannot happen? I, th- I feel like that's what you have to do. Yeah, I, I mean, this comes down to, and I normally I would say, obviously, the, the commission should judge this, but... I think it comes down to how safe Wilder feels. Like, if he wants the fight 
technically it's not like you were saying it's not the most banned substance out there it's but it still is a banned substance i would say if i'm wilder i make some outrageous what's the word yeah we were talking about this before the show started we think if the fight was to continue and happen in the very recent future obviously it's been postponed already just say you want an extra 20 percent extra just fuck it an extra 50 percent Take half of Povetkin's purse and make it a non-title fight. What I'm intrigued is you can have it in Moscow still. There's no consequences for Wilder. That's the thing that I'm wondering is, will they still have it in Moscow? Will Povetkin still be number one in the WBC rankings? Who knows? Like, uh, what this changes. Or we could put tinfoil hats on and say that Al Heyman was behind the testing the whole time and thought that... Pavekin should have had his shit hermetically sealed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, I just think you got to do, like, if... Because boxing has gone through this phase a few times. Different substances. Different James Tony and his anti-tit drugs? Yeah. Just... <laughs> if you're looking to clean up the sport, which is kind of what needs to happen, you got to do something about... You can't just say, oh, we'll postpone it and leave it up. You got to come up with an ironclad ruling and say, no... This cannot happen. Mayweather fan. <laughs> well, that's the point, though. His was his was more shady contract writing than it was actual <laughs> cheating. But <laughs> yeah, they did some it's... like contractual gymnastics yeah. to ensure that it wasn't cheating. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, that's shady in its own yeah. right. But if you get busted cheating, actually cheating, and you didn't contract wizard yourself into it. You got to do something about that. Because if yeah. you came down hard on it, you wouldn't have people like Mayweather doing shit like that. I I don't think the fight should happen though. Like I, I think we're all in agreement with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, there's no way this should have taken place after the sample came out. As that being shows how corrupt Russia is, though. Like that shows how unbelievably corrupt the sport can be. Exactly. In no other sport would you hear of this even somewhat happening. Like, well, it's all about money, though. Like, everyone stands to lose a ton of money now because of this. The fun fact of the day, we'll call this the second scoop. Um, Out of Ring TVs, or Ring, rather, Ring Magazine, their top ten heavyweights, five of them have tested positive for banned substances. So that is over half of your top ten heavyweights. Louis Ortiz did, too. Testing positive for banned substances. That's wild. Louis Ortiz also is not in his (laughs) (laughs) mid-30s. So... Yeah, he's another guy that's just like a chiseled 38-year-old. Yeah, like, huh. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> oh, I guess your metabolism hasn't caught up to you yeah, yet. Weird. Still real fast. Yeah. Yeah. We do have some other fights coming up next weekend in the heavyweight division that are quite fantastic. Yeah, some mismatches, perhaps. Yeah, but they're... Perhaps. Yeah, well... Well, I mean, you have David Hay fighting a guy I would challenge you guys without looking at notes or your phones right now Can't to do say who his opponent is. Um, Shannon Briggs actually has an, a, you know, a somewhat a legitimate opponent. He's fighting uh, Alexander Dimitrenko, who's a gigantic Ukrainian by way of Germany heavyweight. The Joshua fight isn't this weekend, right? It's it not- is. Nice. Or sorry, not Joshua, uh, Parker. Oh, Joseph Parker, yeah. yeah. He's fighting Takem or... Carlos Takem. Yeah. Who's actually pretty legit. He's decent. Uh, Parker has been rumored for the longest time to... Uh, they want to have him versus uh, Joshua. And... Uh, really? I, I dig that. Cause, That'd yeah, be a good fight. Yeah, I mean... I think it's a fight that 
Joshua jo- takes. Joseph Parker. Yes, but how much have you watched of Joseph Parker? I can't, like, YouTube clips. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff that's on there, and I have seen him get buzzed in a fight, but he reminds me a lot, obviously, he's from New Zealand, but he reminds me a lot of David Tua, and how he just, he really? swings, man, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it should be good. Can never go wrong with a swinging heavyweight. Oh, no. Many have done it. That's just always a recipe for entertainment, regardless of how good that fighter actually turns out to be. The fighter doing the slugging. I mean, look at Wilder. That's kind of his Wilder bread and butter is right now. slugging. That's just his style. Yeah. yeah. Wilder has literally left the canvas in trying to right. finish a fight. By swinging so hard that both his feet are in the air. Like, Which is wicked fun to watch. Oh, yeah, but there, there's also, every time he does one of those, I'm like, man, when this guy gets matched up with someone more talented, Good. Yeah. he's going out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, for getting back to Parker real quick, this is a pretty significant step up in competition for him. Yeah, absolutely. His, his last, uh, last name opponent that I can look on his record here is Kali Mian, who... I mean, call him in. the only other notable New Zealand heavyweight besides David Tua. Yeah. <laughs> Carlo, Carlos Takam's, I mean, he's lost to Pivetkin and he had a draw with Mike Perez. So he's not terrible. That was in Montreal, wasn't it? I think that was on the undercard of the Boutte versus uh, Pascal fight. Yep, you're right. Nailed it. Anyways, good slate of heavyweight fights this weekend. Nothing to complain about. It'll be entertaining. No, it's nice to see that we're actually getting constant heavyweight fights that I'm actually somewhat enter- or I'm excited about. Yeah, uh, they're all matchups to set up better future matchups. Hay wins, Briggs wins. Maybe we get that bloodbath. Let's go, champ! Yeah. <laughs> said it before. I'll say it again. I definitely want a let's go, champ hat. And uh, I think all three of us would not complain if uh, Anthony Joshua and Parker met up at some point in the future. No, not at all, because Joshua's fighting Brucellus or whatever. Brazil. Oh, yeah, Brazil. Uh, Brazil is horrible to watch. I've seen him on PBC a few times, and that guy is not talented. Uh, He's one of these guys that Al Heyman has carefully brought up, and somehow he is not lost, even though he definitely has not looked good in, I would say, any of his PBC showings. Anthony Joshua is the PBC crusher, man. Yeah, well, Showtime won the bidding war. That's another little piece of news for Anthony Joshua's services. So they're going to, they drove a dump truck full of money to his house. Uh, Good for him. Yeah, and he's going to get paid for the next however many years because he's on a very, very lucrative contract with Showtime now. Really? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, and then uh, moving forward, we have Lara versus Martrosian, Trout versus Charlo, the uh, explosive Charlo. And Jermall. Jermall. And, and then, then Jermell is fighting Jackson. All fairly decent fights. Yeah, I'm intrigued by two more than the others. Yeah, yeah. Jermell is feel like the, not the exciting. best fight on that card is Austin Trout versus Jermall. Yeah, absolutely. Um I think a lot of people are writing off Austin Trout. Uh he's been on the show, he's a great guy. But uh, he's also, he's a really good boxer, and I'm still not totally sold on either Charlo, and I think Trout could take this. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Trout, he's got a win over Cotto, a good win over Cotto. Yeah. 
Uh, and his only two losses are to Canelo, arguably the biggest name in the sport right now, and Erislandi Lara, who gives everybody fits. Yeah. And he fought really well against Canelo, too. Yeah, he did. Very um, well. Like we touched on the when we had him on the show. Um, I I was slightly Some going cooking. for Trout, yeah. man, because uh, I just... I know that he obviously has the Mexican support behind him in Canelo, and... Uh, He's going into this fight as an underdog, and he's a very live underdog in this scrap. Absolutely. And the Lara Martrosian fight, that's fun. Uh, I hope Vanas wins, uh, just because I don't like watching Lara. Uh, Lara's kind of like, he's a weird bug to have around the division, because it's like, he, he, a lot of guys won't be able to beat him, but a lot of guys are going to look horrible against him, because mm-hmm. he doesn't know, he, his style is just... He's, he's just a slick, slick boxer who doesn't like engaging too much. Yeah, Tom hit that pretty well. It just gives everyone fits. You're going to yeah. look like trash fighting him. Yep. He's your typical slick Cuban southpaw. Exactly. And then uh, moving a little bit forward down on June 25th, we have a huge fight. Uh, one that I'm looking forward to. Actually, I've been looking forward to this since PBC was announced because you kind of saw it. They at some point in time, you knew that this fight was inevitably going to happen. And that's uh, Keith Thurman versus Sean Porter. I honestly, I don't know who takes that fight. It's very intriguing. We've got we've touched on this a few times back and forth as the fight was supposed to happen. There's car accidents. Uh... I'm curious if uh, your guys' opinions have changed since because we did do a bet when this fight was originally supposed to happen. Or I think it was you and me, Carter. Yeah, I bet. believe so. I forget exactly what it was. I think you took Keefe and I took Sean. You still with Keefe? I still think it's... Fi- I'm still sold on it being it depends on which Keefe shows up. But I think Keefe scurred. So you're you're going against Keefe now? I, I think he is more concerned about the fight than I initially would have thought. So are you backing out of your bet? Uh, no. I, I am not a welcher. It was. But... Oh, he's actually five hundred dollars. I'm going to imagine that it was a classic beer bet. I yeah. think it's probably a, sh- a shotgun beer. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the going currency on pink jumpsuit. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I'm still. I've. I've seen Porter. Porter is consistent. Keith okay. is not. Yeah, I'm a little bit conflicted. I want Keith to win, but I just something in me is telling me Sean's going to bully his way to a victory. And the, which he could there's do. There's two things that I could see happening in this fight, and that's Keith could take advantage of Sean being overly aggressive, and he could catch him. Or you could see Keith Thurman being the unenthused. Just he he gets up for the big fights, but. Sometimes when he's not into the fight, he just looks really bad. And he did against Colazzo. I mean, that's when a guy started pressuring him again, and he kind of didn't know. He didn't really understand where to be. He didn't, he didn't know how to respond well. Yeah, you're catastrophic. For yeah, him. absolutely. And I would question the stoppage not so much of what the ref and the the, the like how it ended, but uh, Louis Ortiz didn't seem that hurt. I was really Colazzo. weirded out. Colazzo, sorry. Louis Colazzo did not look that bad. Tinfoil yeah, he is made upstairs. Keith so. look real bad. And if that Keith shows up, bad news. Porter will make you pay. I just want to see these two guys get active. Like, we haven't seen Sean Porter fight since he fought Brawner last year. Uh, really around the same time. <laughs> you didn't watch his exhibition fight? 
I did on Facebook, actually. <laughs> I actually Facebook. did watch that. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. In the, uh, the, the small, tiny gym. It was yeah. pretty good. It was entertaining. I feel I didn't watch it, but I felt like it was just going to be Sean Porter wailing on some port guy for... True. Was it? Uh, <laughs> Basically, yeah. But at least, you know, he's trying to get active. Um, what bothers me is Al Heyman is keeping his fighters so inactive. And I'm assuming a lot of these investors who are pissed off at him are saying like, how the hell are you supposed to even make a star if you can't have him doing his craft on television? Yeah, three, four fights a year type thing. And I, I truly believe that this fight wasn't postponed due to a, due to a car accident. I definitely think, they because it was at Mohican Sun, um, it was it's the empty. biggest fight on PBC, and you're going to have it at Mohican Sun. And we were talking on this before it even happened. We are like... I would be shocked if this fight happens when it's supposed to, because there's no way that they're doing a fight of this magnitude at an arena like that. It just yeah. That's where they used to hold Friday night fights mm-hmm. on the regular, and you're having a, a fight of this magnitude at in Uncasville, Connecticut. It yeah. makes no sense. Zero. Like, if they would have had it at... Um, the what's the one in Washington the barracks or whatever the, DC Armory DC Armory yeah I'd be like okay like I get that that's, that's a, a cool hot crowd arena. it's yeah absolutely even in some of the smaller uh, arenas I I would say I have no problem with it uh, like Madison Square Garden's got the smaller arena and everything like that but this isn't a fight like that this is a fight that should sell out this is a fight that should bring in fans and I'm glad they switched it because Barclay Center is going to be sweet but. Neither of them are from New York, so it's, I don't know. I thought it should have gone to Vegas, but... I don't know if that's a sellout fight in New York. See, I just think that Al Heyman does not understand what he's working with at times. Case in point was Brawner versus Porter. Both Cleveland fighters fighting in Vegas for the, like, dumb. the Battle so of Cleveland. Silly. I'm like, so dumb. for the Battle of Cleveland in Las Vegas. What the fuck is that? Like, that makes no sense. Well, yeah, isn't Broner Broner Cincinnati, but they're both Ohio, right? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold the but, fight in Akron or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. somewhere in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Bla- Battle of Ohio. I'm I'm off today, but uh, no, it, it just doesn't add up. I'm like, why? What are you doing? I don't know. It was promoted poorly. Like, it's, just yeah. poor promotional decisions. And it seems like with the, the Mohican Stadium that it was the same thing. It's like, what? What, what are you doing? Like, why is this fight here? Put this somewhere HBO more accessible. HBO would not mess that up. No. That's that's the thing don't. that I'm starting to see more and more is PBC is looking a lot more flawed than even when it first started out, which is pretty embarrassing. When I watch HBO, I'm like, they understand they're not getting the same budget as they have in the past, and they're working with it. And they're making these fights, and they're making exciting matchups. And, you know, some matchups like Con and Canelo... When I look at them, I'm like, this that's really stupid. Like this fight shouldn't happen, but it's gonna happen anyway. And HBO just they make it work. They get the sellout. They get they promote like they promote well. Yeah. yeah. It's and it seems like PBC is so ham fisted with it sometimes. It's like you want this. Here's a poster. We'll remind you a week before. Whereas HBO it's it's constant. There's twenty four seven. There's it wore, yeah, interviews it wore. and this and that. And they just they hammered in your face until you I mean, Christ, I bought Berto Mayweather. Yeah, boxers are literally going to, they they go to die at (laughs) PBC. But uh, But Mayweather Mayweather Berto was Showtime, wasn't it? It was. But I mean, that's... It was PBC affiliated, that fight. But you're... But it had a major network behind it. 
And yeah. Mayweather is used to HBO-style promotion. Yeah. So he definitely brought that to Showtime in his fights. But it's like, I that's a fight that I sh- no one should have cared about. The kitsch of, like, PBC's mismatches, for them being free... It, it's worn very thin with fans, I think. Uh, I, I agree with what you're saying, like, but I'm I'm worried because PBC, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on. Inevitably, I think they... Not very You can only long. waste investors' money for so long yeah. before they're, like, just livid. Yeah, he's, like I said, he's getting sued. Think of the boxers themselves. When's the last time you heard of Better Be of... There may, oh, he's, he's got a fight coming up in June, so, but it, against a schlub, again... I granted the guy's nine and zero, but he's probably like top five in terms of talent in that mm-hmm. division. Push him! Like it makes no sense to they do have, it. Damn it! They have <laughs> Fonfara. They have they have Stevenson. Like that's a huge fight in Quebec. Just yeah. make it happen. Absolutely. Pass the torch. They Better be able to smash Stevenson in that fight. It's silly. They're like you guys said. They're just stumbling. It's all quantity over quality with them, and it's. Not even quantity. Like, like, there's a fight on this quality. afternoon between two guys I've never heard of. Before. Yeah, they had one last Sunday, and I'm like, what the... F-? like?" And the problem is, too, it's good for the fighters because they're making... You know, their purses become public, and they're making a lot of money for these fights. Some but there's no way PBC's turning a profit on some no. of these cards. You. When you're paying Broner a mil and a half to fight fucking Theophane... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get where it's going to go. It's actually... Like it's, I don't it's a dead it. zone for yeah. these guys, man. And uh, Porter versus Porter versus Thurman is legitimately the best matchup that's been on them on these cards thus far. Um, I mean, when I'm settling for Lamont Peterson versus Danny Garcia and getting semi hyped, but it's more out of like a well, you're trying, so I'll watch it. But I'll support this. But he yeah. doesn't even. He's not even supposed to be getting the shot. Like. He's messing up rankings. He's messing up fights that should happen, and he's doing it to try and build these guys up to bigger stars than that, what they are. But it's it's falling ass backwards, and it's ruining the whole sport. It's ruining PBC, and I don't know. He's just nothing good is going to come of this. But <laughs> but I am excited for Thurman Porter. That'll be a good one. Thurman Porter, yeah, and Charlo Trout. Two yeah. good matchups. Two good matchups. So that that's it's not all bad. It's not all good either, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on from bad PBC fights to a good PBC fight to some mediocre HBO fights, <laughs> we have <laughs> uh, Vargas versus Salido, and we also have Lomachenko versus Martinez, and then just a, a little bit further down, we have... Uh, Postal versus Crawford, which is another fight that should not be on pay-per-view. But it's forty nine ninety five. You're gonna buy it. <laughs> is it actually forty nine ninety five? Yeah, they've announced it will be forty nine ninety five. Standard Canadian definition. Or... Oh well, I don't know. We'll get in Canada. <laughs> yeah, that was that... obviously this is an American fight. So, but forty nine ninety five standard definition. Fifty nine ninety five. If you want. See, that's HD. so because. So we already touched on this, but I'd like to go back to the Con Canelo. That was $80 here. Carter spent $10 on a stream. That's true. eh? Which one did you get? I got, shouldn't say it on here, but I actually, it's actually so good, but I canceled my cable and I just buy this stream now. It's rad. Yeah, it's unreal. Some fun financial advice with Carter. (laughs) (laughs) My cable bill was a hundred bucks. 
just for cable was a hundred bucks. So I canceled that three hundred bucks right back in my pocket. Fifty bucks every three months. That's like fifteen bucks hmm. a month. That's awesome. All the sports and weird, get weird games. Tom sports too. There's rugby. You got darts. There is darts. Cricket. There's 127 channels that just play sports all day. Nice. Yeah, That's Jay's awesome. games. I'm gonna tune into the the Raptors Heat game when we're done here. Yeah, so what? there's a big game tonight. That's actually in half an hour. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it three? Wraps up pretty quick, so we can go watch some b-ball. Yeah. Uh, if I, I'm just going to throw this out there too. I, if I was <laughs> Keith Thurman, I would ask Flo Rida to walk me to the ring because he's from Florida. And there's no Why not? He's going to play that My House song. Man, I was listening to that on the way over. <laughs> he's actually, if you break down those lyrics, like he sounds like a really nice guy. He's <laughs> offering a very friendly <laughs> come on environment. In. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically come on in. Welcome to my house. You know where I live. Yeah. Take control. Do whatever you want. Like, if it's too loud for you, turn it down. If you're feeling a little drunk, take it out. But, uh, and you know that he would definitely pay for a cab ride home. <laughs> he just seems like a decent dude. Absolutely. At least in that song. Man, I miss, like, when Method Man and Red I do that. I knew Roy that we Jones. were going to end up here because that is the best ring walk of all. Yeah. That's like a Ever. number one and number two for me is uh, Prince about, Nas and Well, that's thriller. Ring, that's for the spectacle of yeah. the entrance, but Ring Walks, like Method Red. Not to mention Roy Jones looks like Method Man. What about Triple H and Bieber? No. Uh, the fact that... No, no, no. I think no. The, the funniest part about the Triple H walk was that he was in a sling... From his pretend match against Brock Lesnar. He was in like, character. He kept up, what do they call it? Uh, K-fabe? K-fabe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was in there with the sling on. I'm like, oh my god. I, I actually, I um, I heard an interview with Triple H and he was talking about uh, when he first met Floyd Mayweather and then they brought him. He's like, yeah, you should come out to my fight. And I think it was Kodo that he walked him to the ring for. And uh, Floyd Mayweather was watching sports in the background uh, before, while he was getting his oh, hands wrapped, yeah. seven. Basketball. and he's like, uh, "Hey Floyd, like, what what time do you start getting ready?" He's like, "I am ready." He's like, "Well, you know, you got to go out to the to to your fight soon." He's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm sitting here watching some sports. I'm gonna go out to the ring. I'm gonna win, and then I'm gonna come back, and we'll have a good time." I'm like, you are too calm. That's awesome. I respect that. I like that. Okay, cool. Well, it seems that we have peaked here. <laughs> we have uh, reached a new low. <laughs> uh, so thank you once again for all your support. Uh, follow us on our website at www.pinkjumpsuitboxing.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at pinkjumpsuitbox. And our email at pinkjumpsuitboxing at gmail.com. I think that was it. Holy hell, did we really ramble on at the end of that. Goodbye. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>